currently in a pulpit series called Be Brave. And in this series, we will address four major life challenges we face as modern-day disciples of Christ and how we can navigate through these challenges. Today, we will be dealing with the topic of mental illness from a pastoral angle. How should we as a church approach mental illness? Join us now as we listen to part one of our conversation with Pastor Rick To from Yochukang Chapel. Hi, welcome to the River Life Podcast. And uh, today we're going to dwell on a topic which uh, is starting to affect a lot of people in Singapore, uh, which is on mental illness. In fact, some of the stats in Singapore is that uh, one out of three youths suffer from mental illness and two out of five adults actually struggle with this issue. So this issue is very prevalent in Singapore and in the church as well. So uh, in order to help us uh, go deeper in this topic, uh, today I have with us the lead pastor of Yochukan Chapel, which is a uh, Pastor uh, Rick To, and he's mm. here with us to share some of his insights. So welcome, Pastor Rick. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> so share with us a little bit about your journey into the role that you're in today as the lead pastor of Yochukan Chapel. Yeah, just as an introduction. Okay, so more about me. Um, mm. I was uh, teaching in a local polytechnic uh, and uh, I was enjoying my my work there. Yeah, mm. and I still remember vividly, vividly that uh, one morning I was just uh, praying and my devotion in the one of the beautiful park uh, inside the polytechnic. <coughs> Not so sure you know which, which one that have a beautiful park. Uh, <laughs> I was looking out at the park and I was thanking God for for the vocation mm-hmm. uh, as a as a lecturer in the polytechnic, and I remember saying, "God, thank you so much. I really enjoy here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grow old here, and I'm going to <laughs> see this as a mission field. I will reach out to the students and my colleagues." Uh. Wow. So I pray, Amen. But <laughs> after that, um, I realized God have other purposes. Uh. Mm-hmm. So I. I think that after that, I, I experienced a, a very strong uh, unsettling uh, that's in my heart mm. that I cannot stay there anymore. And it took me a, a year to, to pray and to seek counsel from various ones. Mm. To, and after that, uh, that's when I got the elders of the church to be involved. Mm. Uh, I was quite new in the church. Yeah, that's Yuchikang Chapel. I was then yeah, about two years in Yuchikang Chapel. Mm. So I prayed a prayer one morning again. <laughs> Say, mm. Lord, if I'm able to talk to an elder about my struggle, about this unsettling that I felt, it would be great. And five minutes later, one of the elders called me. Wow. And I thought that that was a kind of like uh, what God has. Yeah, wow. God, God actually answered my prayer. And so through the conversation with the elder, uh, this whole pastoral work and ministry came to picture. Mm. So quickly, uh, then another year of seeking and praying <laughs> with the elders and uh, and I asked God for a very, very uh, specific word. Uh, mm. And God gave me John 21 and that is to feed his sheep and tend his sheep. And that was mm. a very clear call for me. Wow. So I left and joined the pastoral ministry and I'm, I'm surprised. Mm. I'm actually very surprised Yeah, uh, that, <laughs> that God have that in mind for me. And so next thing happened, I'm about 11 to 12 years uh, mm. in the pastoral work in Yujikang Chapel mm. uh, wow. and 
10 years is uh, as a senior pastor or we call it the lead pastor yep, yep. so this is my journey wow <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. i'm very sure you're doing a very good job in your uh, no no so. we are still learning <laughs> still growing i think this is a journey of a lot of yep. more of what god is going to do in you than yep, through definitely, you definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i'm sure your church is blessed to have you la, as the lead pastor <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i i understand uh from various people right i think that you have some experiences regarding yeah. today's topic which is mental illness right will it be possible for you to share a little bit about your story regarding this issue okay firstly um, I do have uh, in my extended family uh, mm. we do have um, cases of uh, mental disorders mm. uh, uh, a couple of cases of uh, those who have attempted, attempted suicide mm. uh, also cases of schizophrenia and compulsive obsessive disorder I so I think in the extended family side, I'm exposed to all these things. Uh, and mm. some of them I have to minister to as well. Wow. Um, of course, I have friends who are chronically de depressed, mm. who couldn't uh, come, up of their, come out of their bed until much, much wrestle and uh, loss of perspiration. And sometimes mm. it took them until 1 p.m., 2 p.m., uh, finally they can get out of the bed you know uh, they mm. couldn't even get out of the bed so this is depression oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's very painful when you hear that they have a hard time facing a new day mm. and they couldn't get out of the bed because they don't know how to mm. live for the next second or next one more day so I think it's mm. very painful uh, uh, when I listen to their stories uh. so uh, of course church site also have uh, anxiety disorder yep. uh, chronic depression uh Etc. Mm. Etc. Et Even mm. those uh, physiologically uh, um, uh, uh, resulting the physio physiological issues resulting in uh, mental disorders like Alzheimer mm. and all these things are also very real mm. in the church front as well. So yep, we have yep. to minister to them. Yep. And when you hear what they're going through, it's very very painful and very dark. Mm. Uh, it's not easy. Yes. So personally, um, I have two episodes of panic disorder mm. uh, i will not say that i'm like so i've gone through the worst you know i think i think about my friends and my extended family members and some of the church members have gone through a lot more but uh, these two panic disorder has really uh, the attack that i had or uh, rather rather I should, I should say panic attacks not panic disorder okay mm -hmm. that i had really uh, give me a glimpse of what it mm. means when you feel so helpless uh, yeah. when you're mentally uh, not in the right state uh. So just to give a brief thing, uh, there was one night I woke up and on my bed and I suddenly felt uh, a sense of uh, that I'm going to die. Mm. <laughs> and um, the next thing happened is that I was uh, having a, I felt that every, every garment that's on my body is causing pain on my uh, it's very sensitive. It's very sensitive. I felt. It's, uh, I felt the whole body is so sensitive to mm. touch or to anything that's on the skin, wow. that even if I take off all my garments, I still have to tear off my skin because I felt mm. a, a strong temptation to tear off my skin. All right, and uh, to actually to remove the discomfort and the the that I feel about uh, the sensation I had. Uh. Wow. So it was it was terrible because as a pastor then uh, I was already a pastor, uh, I was not able to to hold on to. Mm. Uh, I mean all the scriptures uh, that it couldn't help me. Yeah, and I just felt that nobody can help me, mm. nothing can help me, and I'm in a state that I'm going to die. I couldn't cry out, and I don't know what to do. And mm. no matter how much I try to pray, 
the mental capacity, I just couldn't pray. Mm. So uh, by the grace of God, I, I was so worn out by it that I fell asleep. Lah. And mm. the next morning I woke up and then I felt, oh, uh, wow, this is scary. Mm. Then it happened mm. again. But that was a few years later. And when it happened again, I began to understand more about mental disorder, possibility mm. of anxiety attacks or panic attack. Uh, I begin to learn what it means. I begin to learn how to do grounding, mm. how to, uh, you know, uh, uh, when I feel the same sensation again, I quickly lie down on the floor and just focus my senses on, on what there's concrete, what mm. there is uh, tangible and just focus all my feelings and my senses towards that and not what my inner mental uh, state is telling me. Yep. Uh, so that, that, as, that external reality of touching the ground and feeling the ground is rock solid and just focusing on that and just, mm. just pray simple prayer and, and that, that helps. Mm. So I think through this whole two episodes, it really gave me a glimpse no, of that when a person go through mental disorder or illness, it's not so simple as just quoting scripture. Yeah. Not so simple like you snap it off because yeah, correct. your yeah. mental state is in a, a, you are in a mental state where you, you are helpless, you're completely helpless. You know? mm, mm. It's not like you can do something about it. Mm. You are out of control. Mm. So I think that helps me. It helps me to empathize uh, and to be careful in the way how I, come alongside dear friends or church members or family members who mm. struggle with mental disorders. Mm. I think yeah. one of the things you said that uh, I think really struck me is that mental illness is something uh, that's out of control. Mm. And a lot, a lot of times, um, uh, I think members who have never been through this, right, they will yeah. never understand, you know, uh, like it is almost like a disability, right? Yeah. Yeah, that you can't control it. So I think the advice they tend to give people who struggle with this, like it's like, don't think so much, you know, mm. uh, there are other things, no, but it's not as easy. It's right? not as easy. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you just explain a little bit more, like uh, why isn't it easy or why isn't it possible? Yeah. Okay, I think um, <clears throat> some suggest that uh, there's also uh, issues on chemical imbalance. Yep. And uh, so it's phys physiological. So it's beyond just um, uh, uh, mental power. Long. Sometimes mm. there are some physiological issues mm. that resulted that you become susceptible. Mm. For some, this is a chronic issue, you know, uh, the mental imbalance. And they mm. need more than just uh, scripture, yeah. more than just uh, uh, positive Thinking, thinking, some people yeah. may say, you know, they really need medication yes, uh, to correct. help to deal with the medical imbalance. Mm. And I, I believe medication is also part of God's holistic healing uh, yes, upon definitely. a person. And not to definitely. see that healing means it must be just prayer and scripture. But I think mm. God uses all, you know, in, yeah. including medication and community, all these things to come in yes. to heal a person. It's yes. a healing community. Correct for individual person. Correct. So I, I do feel that uh, we must be careful less. We think that the person just need to think better mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. uh, go out for a jog, you know, or tell the people, hey, uh, you just go and, you know, uh, breathe in, breathe out, you know, don't think so much. Mm -hmm. uh, go and eat mm -hmm. your favorite food. Uh, it's not so simple. Yes, yeah, correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that I think, uh, because I have a, I have struggles with mental illness as well. Mm, yeah. Oh, so in a sense, so I struggle okay. with anxiety. Mm. I think a bit like what you described. I've mm. I went through it as well. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But it's okay. a lot more stable now. Okay. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we grapple with a lot is that, um, I mean, we we in church we say that you know God is a good God. He's yes. a miracle working God, right? Yeah. Uh, he's a good father. Yet, 
so many of us struggle with this mental mm. illness, right? Like mm. depression, suicidal thoughts, and, and anxiety, etc. Right? So, uh, how does a person that is going through this, right, this mental issues, right, uh, make sense of all this? I mean, God is good, yeah. but yet I'm still going through this. How do I reconcile that? Okay. Yeah. So I think we need to uh, perhaps understand. I think we need to perhaps understand uh, what scripture has to say about where we are right now. Mm, mm. Uh, I'm not so sure whether you, you, you hear about this, uh, this phrase called the kingdom is here but not yet not, here. Yep. Uh, the here and the Already not here. Not yet, yeah. That we are in the in-between zone. Yes, correct, correct. <laughs> and it's important because the kingdom is here means that we know that Jesus has ushered in the kingdom of God mm. through his death and resurrection. Not just the penalty of sin mm. uh, has been resolved, uh, our sins are forgiven, but mm. the power of sin has been dealt with. Yep. We no longer need to be coming under slavery to sin. Mm. But we know this is the kingdom is here. Now we experience the Holy Spirit within us and we, we experience God's comfort and consolation. We are the children of God. This mm. is what it means the kingdom of God is here. We experience the shalom and the gov governance and the reign of God in our life. Yes, mm. we are experiencing that. But the kingdom of God is not here means that while the power and penalty of sin has been dealt with, the presence of sin remains. Uh, yep, just uh, that with the presence of sins remains still in us. We still start struggle with old self. Yep. Uh, and we are still day by day being sanctified. Mm. Uh, the presence of sin is still around us. So uh, the world is still a broken world. Yep. Broken world means there's natural calamities. Mm. Broken world means there's also evil men or careless men that can cause harms yep. and resulting in uh, victims of trauma yes. and crisis and etc. Yep. Mm. And uh, presence of sins around us also means that we know that the Bible did says that uh, God has uh, subjected the physical world into the bondage of corruption. Mm. And that's in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 2021, uh, mm. because of the consequence of the fall. Mm. So death, decay, genetic disorder, mental, physical, genetic disorders, all these things are all part and parcel of the presence of sin is still here. Yep. And God promised that uh, when the return, Christ return again, the return of the King, mm. uh, He will give us new heaven, new mm. earth, and also new body, uh, yep. where we will, the perishable will put on the imperishable. Yep. So that means it's something that we look ahead. Yep. So I guess if Christians, we understand that we are now living in the in-between zone, Mm. while the kingdom is here but yet the, it's not here yet and therefore we begin to understand that we are at this period where uh, it's still not fully perfected yet mm. uh, the experience and we will encounter <coughs> scenarios where uh, our body we have a broken body broken self including our mental capacities and mm. some of us will be more susceptible to mental disorder yep. that's due to genetic predisposition predisposition yep. some of us uh, will go through mental disorder because of crisis and trauma in this mm. imperfect world mm. a grief so deep that the person cannot come out mm. uh, an abuse so terrible and and that person so wounded that depression will never go away yeah. uh, there are people in even in Christian circles uh, leaders who actually experience all this uh. mm. so I think this is the first thing that we need to know that God is good uh, he has actually, mm. we are experiencing uh, the kingdom of God in our lives. We mm. are a child of God. Yeah. But in the meantime, God is telling us that we are now in the in-between zone. Mm. There's this whole waiting, waiting for the perfect to come. Yeah. And so that causes us to learn to groan with hope. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. correct. So all said, it's not to say, so die, die, lah. we just have to wait, law, you know, mm, then miserable. Mm. No, because even in this in-between zone, God is a God full of mercy and grace. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, I love uh, two passages. Uh, one is uh, uh, Psalms 56, verse 8, where God says that the, God counts the number of tossing on your bed and every mm. tear drop, he put it in a bottle. Mm. So that is a beautiful verse to, to tell us that God actually see our pain and not mm. a single one, even people may not know, he knows. You yeah. know, he, call, he, he counts the number of toss on your bed. Mm. You know, that's quite, to me, it's quite moving. Yeah. So I felt like God is saying, I'm not ignorant or indifferent to what you're going through in yep. this in-between zone. Then another passage is really 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that talks about for this slight momentary affliction mm. there prepares for us an eternal weight of glory. Yeah. So I think it was John Piper who gave me that deep insight of the word prepare. is to say that every tribulation and affliction you go through, God is going to use it to prepare. You know, in a very amazing way, it will be not wasted. They will be use it yeah, use it meaningfully by God to prepare us for the mm. eternal weight of glory. So again, mm. I felt like whatever I'm going through, uh, the pain, suffering, or whatever that we go through will not be wasted. Uh. Mm. So God will not be indifferent and God promised that he will not see that anything you're going through will be wasted. So yeah. I think the meaningfulness and the hope will help us and sustain us to go through life. Uh. Mm. Whatever mental disorder, physical disorder, or brokenness that we have, I hope that you will grant us consolation and hope. Uh. Mm, in that way mm. Mm. can i can i bring this a bit yeah, deeper like yeah. uh just to make it a bit more practical for our listeners yeah uh, yeah so for someone that's going through i mean we we know we live in the already but not yet kingdom yeah so there's a day that will come when christ will restore all things uh, including all our right. physical bodies mm. that's uh affected by sin mm. but yet at the same time right in in the in between right yeah we see people getting healed uh oh yes like uh, all of a sudden, uh, suddenly the depression is gone when we pray, you know, and yeah. God heals immediately. Yeah. But yet for others, the healing doesn't come. Yeah, right. So for some, for those who have not received the healing, but you see other people getting healed, right? Yeah. Sometimes you feel very of discouraged. Course, yeah. right? So, so what's what's your encouragement uh, for some of these people? Like, um, okay. how do I deal with with all this? You no, know, I I don't see healing for myself, but yeah, I yeah. see in others. So, yeah. so how do I approach it? Perhaps we tend to uh, look at examples of healing mm, and mm. sometimes also look at scripture and look at examples of how God yeah, heals. Correct. But uh, actually in the Bible, there's also uh, places where God didn't heal or mm. God didn't answer. For example, um, uh, King David sinned, right? Yeah. Uh, Bathsheba sinned, right? And then the firstborn, God said the consequence of sin of your sin is that the firstborn will die. Mm, mm. So we read that it take about six to seven days, uh, King David was mourning. Yep. Uh, of course, he was uh, mourning and repenting, mm. but we can be sure that he's praying for mercy and grace. Yep. Uh, he, he prayed and he was mourning and, and fasting until when he found that the son has died. Yep. He accepted uh, God's uh, plan mm. and he stood up and worshipped the Lord mm. so I, I realized this is one case of King David uh, hoping and praying mm. that God will have mercy upon the son but God has decided that it's, it's more valuable to understand the consequence of sin yep. in this way yep. uh, then what about uh, Paul mm. uh, he prayed three times for the thorn on the flesh to yep. be removed but he was not removed. And God said, it's meant to keep you humble. Mm. So sometimes when God doesn't heal, uh, there are various reasons. One, he didn't say. 
but sometimes uh, it really help us in our spiritual uh, our growth and development as well. It's mm. like how Paul keep him humble, mm. and King David came out with beautiful psalms of repentance and yep. uh, you know that I have sinned against you. So I think there's value. Uh, and mm. one more thing, um, those who have experienced healing, good for you. We praise the Lord. But I only know any healing that's on this side of heaven is still temporary. Yeah, Down the road, yeah. even if those who are physically healed will still have to die yep. mortally. And so in the light, I just feel that if you are healed physically, we praise the Lord and God has a purpose for it mm. uh, to tell us of his, his power and his might. But this is not all God wants to say mm. to, 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 to the church, of, to his church, no? to the mm. church. I think other than power and might, God also wants to show grace, mercy yes. for endurance and perseverance. So mm. I think uh, this is how it, it, it will be. La. Mm. Um, I just a, a quick uh, one more uh, thought to share is yeah, uh, sure. some of you will know Johnny Erickson Tada, yep. uh, mm. uh, quadriplegic. Uh, yep. uh, well, I tell you, it was um, I really uh, 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 really honor her and really learned a lot from her her own stories and also her own experiences and her writing. Mm. We some people call her the prophet of suffering or apostle of suffering, something like that, mm. you know. Yeah. And not just she she a quadriplegic for so many years. Uh, she has she's a cancer survivor twice, you know. Yep, correct. Yeah. So <laughs> but yeah he had she has wrote beautiful, beautiful articles and reflections about suffering. Yeah. And I always feel that if if God will have healed her, perhaps we will not be reading so many of these things uh, that yep. that is now touching many many lives and for mm. those thousands or ten thousands of those who are struggling with uh, physical disabilities mm. find hope la, mm. in mm. in her story so i think that god is going to do that uh, he heals some he doesn't heal some mm. but both will be used for his purposes la. yeah mm. that's my thought yeah wow i, th I think that's so mm. good like um don't just focus on the suffering. Mm. Uh, I think it comes to a point that you have to accept that uh, maybe healing is not going to come on the mm. side of heaven. Mm. So I think uh, one of the ways that we deal with it is actually to focus on uh, something bigger than yeah. ourselves, yeah. which is God's purpose for our lives. Uh, like yeah. this uh, Johnny Anderson Tada, right? Yeah. yeah. So her, I think she doesn't focus so much on her pain and suffering anymore. I think she's focused on you know bringing hope to others. Who are yeah. in similar situations of suffering, la. So yeah. I think that's one of the ways that actually uh, we can uh, we can use our suffering, la. Like, like I think what you mentioned mm. is now uh, use use our suffering and make something make the most out of it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe I, I the one I gave <coughs> is on uh, physical yep. disability, la. But yep. there are other Christian leaders, giants mm. that we read of their books and their articles that have mental disorders. Correct. C.S. Lewis. Yep. Mm. Uh, after his uh, first world war uh, uh, joined the army he came out and then he, he fell into depression yes and he correct. he always wrestled with depression and mm. he, it was even more challenging when he lost his wife la. Yeah. And, and he came out with a grief observe such a profound book on grief mm. that was so amazing when I yep. read it I said how in the world someone can articulate grief yeah. you know in this way and finally i feel somebody understand what i'm going through i'm grieving mm, mm. so i i felt this was amazing mm. ch virgin mm. uh depression but mm. yet we are now listening to his sermon or reading his sermon mm. uh, there are other people as well uh, that we actually know of people who struggle with mental disorder like david Brennan mm. uh, and also martin luther king so yes. god used them powerfully and they are not healed Mm. of their depression yep. but they are able to learn how to 
dual learn to cling on to God while they, they struggle with this disorder for the rest for, for their rest of their life on this side of heaven. Mm, so I mm. think it doesn't mean a person who struggles with mental disorder become useless, yeah, handicapped. So but just think of these people and maybe you should read them and then mm. you realize actually God is still using them. Yeah, And mm. God can use you too as well. Yeah, Not that only after you are healed, then you can be used. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. I think that's yeah. so important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what, what are some of the ways that uh, someone who struggles with mental illness can turn it into something that they can, God can use for his glory? Yeah, I think um, I'll give as a, one example that I noticed that uh, mm. uh, uh, people who are prone to melancholy, all right, mm. are, pers- are pe- people who have personalities uh, who who are very reflective. Mm. Uh, they are actually very detail-minded and they are able to sense things very deeply. Yep. So because they sense things so deeply and they are so melancholy in nature, reflect so deeply, that's why they become so depressive easily I see, I see. but these are people who can write very deep stuff yeah yeah i have read very deep stuff i'm also melancholic in nature mm. uh my i'm a double male i don't know whether you understand or it's, no. it's weird <laughs> you know? yeah people are shocked that i'm a double male so uh i i i, I don't easily find things that i feel very happy about uh. I naturally See. don't feel happy <laughs> as a pastor. Sorry. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I know the Bible says we must have joy, but I understand joy is more than just laughing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm not easily a cheerful guy. Uh, I see, I see. But I've learned to manage it. First, there's mm. self-acceptance that, ah, yeah, Rick, this is a broken self. La. I mean, I learned to laugh mm. at myself mm. uh, as in I'm a broken self. That's why I'm so, so not easily uh, find that uh, I can have fun. Uh. Yep. But, um, I should say that um, uh, I reflect a lot, therefore. La. I spend mm. a lot of time thinking through things. And so there are individuals, including my spouse, who feel that uh, your writings are very deep. I say, mm. is it? I didn't feel that way, you see. Only until mm. people start saying, wow, your writing is... I say, is it? But that's just my nature, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I think some of those people who struggle with mental disorders and you are malakana in nature, realize that you can, you, God can use you Mm. Uh, in uh, writing theological reflections uh, or even uh, pastoral reflections that mm. others may not be as easy. They, are, they yep. cannot touch, they cannot f- uh, express feelings that easy. As I just mm. I give you an example, like C.S. Mm. Lewis. You just go and write quotations on depression by C.S. Lewis. Wow, all their quotes are like you, wow, I know, like you, like, <laughs> wow, how in the world? You just yeah. read about David Brenner, you read about all these people, the way they write things are like, wow, profound. Mm. Uh, and so I think that's one example of that. Lah. Well, that's part one of our conversation with Pastor Rick Toh. Join us in the next episode as we continue our conversation and explore what the church can do to journey alongside those with mental illness. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.